I mean, he's definitely got a decent amount of money, but that ship, as I understand, if we were watching like the Star Wars version of Pimp My Ride, like, yeah. let's go. Like that, that was some next level stuff. Welcome to the What's Up Ready podcast, where we fashion ourselves television, judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that follow, like, bell notification, subscription, all that fun stuff. Hit those buttons. Tell a friend about us. Uh, go leave us a review. I've got one we'll talk about next time we talk about a movie. Um, I don't have it up in front of me. I'm not going to pull it up, but we did get another review. Oh, very we'll, nice. Thank you. We'll, thank you, people. Yeah. Santa Claus, so. if you're listening while you're getting those uh, those presents with your elves, we sure love a follow as well. So get your, get mm-hmm, your mountain mm-hmm. of... Of elves and penguins and walruses that talk, we'd we'd love to have you. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, we are live and we are here to talk about Andor season one, episode eleven. Only one episode left, dude. Thanks. Um, yeah, and it's but it's gearing up to be a good one, I think. Um, it was an interesting episode. It, it was another tweener episode, which was fine, but I think there was a lot of good setup in this one that is gearing up for this big obvious showdown of some sort for episode 12. Well, you you got your boy um Stalin Sarsgard prominent front and center in this one so for for JJ shouldn't have been a lot of com- too much complaining about this setup episode. <laughs> no, I there was enough very compelling like it wasn't like a slow like I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was great. I thought there was enough um going on that led up to next week that I was enjoying. And speaking of uh, Luthen or Stellan Skarsgård, man, I want, where's that laser weapon been our entire <laughs> freaking history of star Wars? Cause every ship should be equipped with a oh, couple of those. <laughs> that That's the thing I remember the most from this, where it was clear at the very end, but like the tech on his ship was dope. Like, I, I mean, he's definitely got, a decent amount of money, but that ship, as I understand, if we were watching like the Star Wars version of Pimp My Ride, like yeah. let's go, like that that was some next level stuff. Oh, for sure. Even his little the the three camera AI thing he's got seems to be like I don't know, cream of the crop. Then the the tractor beam deterrent, like where was that on the Millennium Falcon when they needed that to the the laser thing was by far the coolest from what JJ mentioned that thing. I'm like, why, why didn't the rebel Alliance, this is too expensive. Why aren't we installing that on X wings? Yeah. No kidding. Cause that was cool. Like just sliced them right up. I'm sure it doesn't have, I'm sure there's gotta be some explanation of like, takes a lot of power or it takes a certain kind, but that was dope. Well, or JJ could be that we are in year 2022 <laughs> and we just realize like, Oh, that's a cool thing we could add back into this and in the 70s and early 80s we just weren't thinking about that stuff it's true it's true we got high tech weapons that we just didn't have back then that was a dope scene though i mean that was one of the cooler air fighting scenes in star wars that i can think of in a while Mm -hmm. it was really really cool and i love how they showed the the command ship commander or whatever whoever you know the guy that was standing in front of the the, the window panes and after he just like looked down and kind of shook his head because he probably just like damn it like i'm in trouble yeah well and it so a couple of things with that has really kind of changes everything for luthan because 
one, it shows how prepared this dude is. Like, not to mention his ship and everything he's got going on, but also the conversation. And we're kind of working backwards with this episode, but that's okay. But the <laughs> conversation with Sagarera, where he's like, Look, I'm okay throwing hmm. Krieger to the wolves because he has nothing on me. He doesn't know me. He goes, I can't throw you to the wolves because you can hurt me. It's your choice, but I'd rather you not because if you get captured or something goes on with you, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. Like it just shows, and we already knew the dude was ruthless, but it shows how prepared and how like this guy's thinking 10 steps ahead because it was obvious to the reaction of the guy in that ship where he's like, really a pirate. One of these pirate ships has these countermeasures for our um, tractor beam. Like, mm. but it also knowing that's more than just a, a pirate ship to those guys now, like because of what was on that. So there's got to be some sort of report of a ship that was flying out of wherever oh, Saw yeah. is at. You know what I mean? So it, they've moved into some more tenuous space. Well, you know, ISP is going to be all over that. Oh, for sure. For sure. All over that. Uh, what do they call them? A hull, hull, hull breaker? That, that's how they kept addressing the ship or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. The hull hall freighter or, something. I don't or know, yeah. something like that i was like man if they did a little drinking game in that episode they say it like eight times or something <laughs> stupid like that take a shot uh yeah, like, no jj would have been like slapstick silly by the end of that scene yeah i'd have been all sorts of messed up that's yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff yeah but i i think the the best part of that was the the firefight and then what you just talked about with Saul Greer, that conversation about like hey who, who can i cut ties with who do i need to stay in bed with and then he also kind of gave it up to Saul Greer to say like look you could I guess you could go ahead and try and save this guy, but if you get burned, then I'm burned, and then everything we're trying to do is probably burned. So, like, you really got to think about what you're going to do here. Yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting conversation. I I liked all that backstory setup piece of how – well, and even with um, Vel, when she goes into Luthen to try to find Luthen and ends up talking to Luthen's assistant slash partner in this whole thing, like – that conversation too was pretty tenuous. Like, it's like, Mm. look, I'm in trouble or, you know, what we need to do this, that, or the other. And she's like, you need to leave. Like (laughs) this, this is not okay. You just showing up right now. So it it was a lot of the moving parts are all kind of coming together. Um, And then, yeah. yeah. Mon Motha. There's a lot of people living in glass houses in this episode from being on Ferrix to the people surrounding that, to those that are in, uh, why am I forgetting the capital city's name? Um, oh, uh, Coruscant. Yeah, everyone on Coruscant, basically with Mon Mothma and all that. Like, even um, what's Stellan Sarsgaard's actual character's name? Luthen. Luthen. Yeah, I mean all of them. They're living. Everything is in a glass box there, and yeah. you have to find ways to have those conversations even when you know you're being surveyed and watched. And um, I really enjoyed that. The, the one thing that I want to bring up that I enjoyed as well, Star Wars is so good at this, is the the little, what do I call it? Like B2E-mo, the little, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the little robot. Like, I don't know. We've seen a lot in stars from cute animals to heartwarming machines and androids. But man, I don't know if I've seen one grieve for a human being that's died in the way that Star Wars has shown. That was touching. 
Yeah. It didn't want to leave its little charging station, JJ. It didn't want to leave its house. That guy had to stay the night. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Star Wars. You're so good at that. Yeah. It was it was definitely it's interesting that like and this is true for all of Star Wars, and everybody knows I'm a huge fan, but the 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 bit characters like that, like the droids and like that are tend to be the most uh you're drawn to characters, things like that. Like they I've always enjoyed like for me, everybody I think everybody at this point knows R2 is like my like like my spirit droid, if you if you will. Just cause I think that those characters it's funny, like you say, he shows all this empathy and this compassion and and heartbreak and mourning for, you know, Cassian's mom. So it, it was an interesting yeah, it was it was just a good episode. A lot of interesting character development. Um, I really liked the code that Luthen was talking with his assistant when he's on the ship and they're talking about like a buyer and this, that, and the other. Mm. And my question is, and it, I found it interesting. I am wondering if in that conversation, he was talking about, um, Oh gosh, dang it. Leia's adopted dad that I can't think of his name on because he was like, it needs to be, uh, the ship needs to be uh, Alder, Alder, Alderanian or whatever from Alderan, where he wanted his ship thing set up, and that's where Leia's from. So I was wondering if it was, uh, oh gosh, dang it, Organa, if it was Senator Organa was the buyer because he was a big piece of the rebellion, at mm-hmm. least in, in past Star Wars lore. So I'm wondering if Luthen was recruited or he was if he's this buyer that it was almost too risky to go see. If maybe that's where he was headed. I don't know. That was the thought that I had. Yeah, I I mean, I had a similar vein. I I mean, I hope we find out next episode. Like there's a lot we're gonna find out next episode. Do you think they're gonna or do you think they're gonna end on this? It seems like this spellhouse power station situation and however that goes down, it seems like what our climax will be. Yeah, there's got to be a two way. Like, I think you'll have a two way. You'll, you got to be able to see that, right? The, because it's, they've set that up so much with the spellhouse thing and watching Krieger go down. And that's where, um, Mira is going to be tied up. The ISB obviously is going to be there taking him down. But then I think with the phone call to the, the weird dude from, the commander or whatever, he got that phone call from his compatriot from their little first uh, initial visit to Ferrix, where everything went to hell in the second mm-hmm. episode. I think he's obviously going to end up on Ferrix, as is Cassian. And so you have Andor, you got that dude coming, you've got uh, what's her face, Cinta, who's on there watching for to kill and or and then you've got so i mean i think you'll have this to me it seems like the episode will probably be this dual like split of time with the anto anto krieger and then what's going on on ferrix and and trying to catch cassian at that because you know he's going back because his mom died oh yeah you i mean and then he tried to call in and that guy kept saying his name he's like stop using names like (laughs) seriously he's like dude yeah. Well, and then kudos, even though Alex not with us today, on here today with us, but he uh he really called it with uh Melshi, you know, the guy that 
Cassie that Andor's with mm-hmm. through most of the episode, you know, becoming a general or whatever it is, a sergeant rather, Sergeant Melshi from the Battle of Scarif. So it was really cool that catch. So kudos to Alec, even though I hate giving him kudos. <laughs> <laughs> is that guy like rich or something? He had a nice like PJ set of lounge leisure wear set that he was wearing i i don't know i you know i don't know they i think i mean he obviously uh and or snuck into that couple's house that used to be his room or whatever it was that he was staying Fair. So maybe they just he snuck into another set of rooms and swiped some clothes from tourists um i think where i end this i was mon Mothma still like i don't dislike her as much probably as you do but She still hasn't hit it for me where I think that's the big detractor where I don't know if it's the actor, the way it's written. It's just not as exciting for me. Yeah, I'm I'm still there where I mean, this episode was a little better because like you started to see how tenuous the situation she is in really is like where she's basically you can tell she's going to end up giving up her daughter to this dude to get her money. Yeah. And and. You know, that takes some serious being in trouble to be able to sacrifice the well-being of your daughter at that point just to make sure that you don't go down or whatever it is. So I thought it was an intriguing scene with her, but I just have been so bored with her storyline for the most part that it just didn't do much for me either, even though it was better than most of the time we see her. But I, it just, and I don't know why that is when it comes to her. I don't know if it's because we're already so familiar with her that I don't need to know her backstory. It doesn't interest me that much, but where like with Andor getting to know how he got to where he is in rogue one is interesting to me. Um, And then the, and then of course the way that Luthen and Stellan Skarsgård has made me interested in his character. So yeah, but I'm with you. I, I don't. Mon Mothman's like, eh, okay. She's on screen. That's all I need mm-hmm. to know. But yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I think things are shaping up to be an interesting ending. Where I was a little worried about the climax, but I'm hopeful that it'll yeah, end me with too. a good bang. Yeah, I think I think we'll have a nice season finale and gear up for season two and and uh, be ready to see a little bit more of the rebellion side in season two, as opposed to kind of how we get there. Cause I feel like that will be another piece that the layout for next season will be is after this episode is I think we'll be on that path of after, especially the conversation between saw and Luthen, where we're combining these, you know, factions of rebellion into the actual rebellion, even though there was still some separation that we saw like in rogue one, where Saw was kind of off doing his own thing still at that point, even though there was a pretty unified front as a whole with the the rebellion. So should be interesting, but I am, I'm hopeful. I'm with you. I think next, next week should be pretty interesting. I'll be sad when it's over. Yeah. I think as a, as a whole, it's been an interesting show. Yeah. I think if Alec were here, I still think maybe one of his complaints would be, it's been, still kind of less about Cassie and to an extent, even you think about this episode, they showed glimpses of them trying to get to the ship and do all that. And, but I don't know if I, I mean, to me, Cassian is the vessel to, it seems like to tell the story of how, I mean, Star Wars episode four tells its story 
and mm-hmm. it seems like it's more the vessel and probably he's going to become more ingrained in season two and three and such but i don't they had to tell the story in some way and it had to revolve around someone and with his what he is in rogue one i mean i think they picked a very logical individual to do so but i like some of the surrounding cast and and things and it doesn't bother me as much um then i think maybe it does like alec but um it'll it'll be nice hopefully we get some more casting here towards the end yeah agreed um one final thing for me that was interesting was the whole bix connection like they they show her again being threatened to be tortured and you can see that she's obviously been through some shit like <laughs> oh yeah she can't even walk yeah she's struggling and it and that is the one thing that obviously if she they didn't show it because they cut away, but if they confirm or if she confirmed that uh, Krieger, the guy that they're giving up, was not Luthen, this guy that she introduced or connected and or two, then while they'll still take down, um, you know, Krieger at the at Spellhouse, it's obviously it's obvious that the ISB is not going to be completely at ease knowing that Axis, as they call him is still out there. So, because that's right now they're thinking it might be Anto Krieger where it's, she probably confirmed that it isn't. So definitely one more Mm -hmm. piece to the puzzle there, I suppose. But but yeah, I mean, overall good episode. Somehow, some way, and somehow, I'm sure that rat inside the ISB that the rebels have got is gonna die a gruesome death. Maybe that'd be like a season three thing or something, because that'll be a a juicy episode. Yeah, I can't imagine that that's gonna go well for him before it's all said and done. That's like a that's like a Vader shows up to end you. Yeah, that's some that's some serious in investigation and interrogation that's going to happen at that point or they throw you in a cell with constant they don't even put it on your ears they just throw you in a cell with that alien weird music and just leave you in there till you die <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah with just the those cries playing and you just melt like you're just like your brain goes yeah, yeah I'm done. Just literally just like ugh. yeah yikes yeah empire does not care man they just, there's no chill about it they're they're gonna they don't care about big speed that he would be. They're just, yeah. Yeah. Just... Well, the line with Luthen too, where they're like, yeah, the code checks out. He's good. Do you want me to call off the boarding party? He's like, nah, we need to practice. We need to practice. <laughs> so like, what the hell is that? But I guess you even look at the rebel side with um, Luthen. They're like, they, I mean, obviously he's willing to make some cold blooded decisions as well for what they're trying to do. And at that point, mm-hmm. In some ways, you kind of have to go toe-to-toe with the Empire. You can't just be all nice and hunky-dory because they're so cold and ruthless. Like, they they will win if you're, being, if you're not willing to make some hard decisions along the way. Like, you're just going to have to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Cool. I, I think it was a good episode. I think it's a, yeah. it's a good penultimate episode setting up the final. So, looking forward to next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to cover that. Um and as we bail out here, Matt, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Okay, now you guys are disappointed again. I don't have some <laughs> Alec written spiel here, but he'll be back soon. 
But again, we appreciate you all listening. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time on a, a week-to-week basis to do so. Um, obviously, you can catch our, our next and final uh, Android episode live next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific um, and then dropping the next day on wherever good podcasts can be found. Uh, we are still currently running with uh, Peripheral, which I think we have, what, two episodes left, JJ? Three. Three? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, last episode was episode five, I believe. And If uh, you have there's... not yeah. listened to us and watched that, shame on you. If mm-hmm. you are new, a new listener and have not watched that, that is I would, getting close to the best thing I've seen this year, and I think probably will take the cake if it continues on that. Well, if it does, it will be. Yeah. Uh, so if that's on Amazon Prime, absolutely encourage you to watch that again. That's the peripheral. We are also recording that live on Mondays uh, on YouTube and Facebook live at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, podcast drops in the next day. Uh, we are really excited about that one. And then we're sprinkling in some good movies. Uh, we'll have uh, Black Panther, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever dropping here real shortly. Um, going to be doing the Glass Onion and then some holiday flair as we get into the holiday season here shortly as well. Um, and if you want to engage with us, definitely check us out on Patreon, uh, where you can help influence the things we watch. Uh, come check out some ex- exclusive trailer reviews and just straight up tell us to watch something that we may not want to watch, Charles. <laughs> um, and we'll do it with your support. And yeah, with that, just again, really appreciate you taking the time. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of that, we do have to... We, he he mentioned Charles, but we better make sure that uh, no. What's his name now? We we drop his new his new name. I'm pulling it up. It's a it's a, it's a dig at you because you called him out. Um, when do I not call him out? Well, that's that's fair too. Um, <laughs> he, but he called you out because you get you gave him shit the other day when he only spelled your name with one T. Oh, so he he spelled it. <laughs> it's Matson's thirteen toes. But he's got four T's in there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was well played. The guy changes his name all the time, but we love having him as a patron, except when I'm watching. Like, if you, if, you, if you become a patron with us, just ask Charles. You're going to get called out all the time. Although, we may not have a Patreon like Charles because he's the worst uh, and the best. <laughs> but if you want to have some fun with us, we'll definitely involve you into the fold. Yeah. And there's a lot of content coming on the Patreon, just as a heads up. I I posted four posts ready to go in the next couple of weeks. So they'll be Very they'll fun. be coming. Uh plus more. Um so we do a lot of uh, exclusive content for our patrons. So consider it. Um and with that, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Boy. Cinematic out. <laughs>